Wednesday Comics, to my right, AP18 himself. Alex, how you doing? Hello, everybody. I'm doing well. And to my left, G-Dope himself. Garrett, how you doing? Doing good. Wednesday Comics Podcast. My name is Marvin. Uh, with you this week, the first week of October, to uh, talk about some comic books that uh, came out and uh, uh, review them and tell you the comic books that are coming out and uh, talk about one book, book club book, uh, which we're in the middle of. Three issues total, uh, uh, Garrett, or four? Four. Right. So we're halfway. Uh, so we'll talk about that in a little bit. But before we get to that here, um, we are uh, in the middle of spooky season, uh, now actually in the month of October. And so uh, today I wanted to ask you guys a question. Uh, let's say gladiator style. The three of us get to pick one horror icon to throw into the ring and uh, and see who wins. Who do you pick? How many do we get? One. You just get one. Michael Myers, 100%. Alex, what do you think? Mm, I'm going to say Freddy Krueger. Oh, god damn, man. Kill your ass right away. He's going to pick Freddy, and if Freddy, if you're not dreaming, the guy's got no power. How can you kill the boogeyman? Easy. Shotgun exactly. to the face kills most things. <laughs> Yeah, well, Freddy's only got his little bitch claws, so... One shit. Cl- four claws versus one big... What does he use? A knife? Or whatever he wants. Uh, it's like, it's whatever comes to him. Sometimes he uses bare fucking fists. Hmm. I am gonna you never, choose... You ain't gonna see Freddy do that. In uh, uh, the movie Critters, there was a big critter. That's my guy. Pretty sure you're big all critter. Fucked. I'm pretty sure you're all the fucked. combination of all of our fears again. Wasn't there one creature that was like a spider snake and uh, a rat? Spider snake a rat. and rodent. <laughs> it yeah. was. I forget what it was called, but uh, uh, it still haunts me in my dreams. Can you imagine? Oh my god, Garrett. Um, uh, Alex, you don't like spiders, correct? I saw correct. this. I saw this video of like this thing on the wall looked like a spider, but it wasn't. And uh, um. And me bringing it up does no justice whatsoever to it. But uh, I, I saw it and I thought of you. And I was going to send it to you. Um, it was basically the shape of a spider, except it wasn't really hairy. It was more look kind of like smooth. Uh, and then the end of its uh, um, feet, we'll say, had little like, it was like almost like suction cups. Jeez. And uh, I... I'm just wondering, is that still would that still make you afraid? That kind of uh, structure? I'd have to see it because I don't know if you know. Weirdly enough, it's the hairiness, and a lot of it's for me. The eyes of the spider are scary. Not eyes of the tiger, but eyes of the spider are scary as shit. Because there's eight of them, they don't blink, and if they did blink, it'd probably be even scarier. 
Um, uh, I have an old coworker that moved to Texas, and she took a picture of a giant spider that was on her porch, and it had a bunch of like eggs chilling on its back, like just flowing in the wind. I was like, oh, oh god, oh god. Yep, shotgun for that too. Garrett, here's what we're gonna do now. Uh, we decided no Michael Myers, no Freddy Krueger, no critters. Instead, um. Uh, the uh, snake from Aladdin when he turns into the snake at the end. It's going to be oh, you shit. versus him in the pit. What do you think wins? Um, you know, would that scare I, you I still? Go, I, mean, I go back to Super Nintendo. Like, am I in the? Is it the lava level? Is it the the rocks? <laughs> is it actually Jafar or is it just a big snake? It's just a big snake. Oh, okay. Oh. I was if it's Jafar, just trick a shit back into being a genie. He'd be dead. Problem mm. solved. Big snake. Would a big snake yeah, like that wins. still scare you? Yeah, man. So it's not. You know the... what? If he if it was a Pokemon card and he had a move, it'd be give Garrett a heart attack. And it'd be like, <laughs> right, I guess I guess what I'm like trying to say 80, is, uh, at that point, points. are you afraid because it's a snake still, or are you just afraid now of the size? Well, Both. you know, snakes already terrifying, but now the snake could eat me whole in one bite, like. Instantly, as opposed to working its way oh, I mean, a- then across my entire carcass. You don't have that much time to be scared, then. Well, I, mean, I know my heart would give out before the snake even got its lips around me, thank God. And if it was a python <laughs> and it wrapped around you, it'd be a quick death, one squeeze. I don't know, unless this snake is really smart and he's like, oh, I know this dude's afraid, I'm going to toy with him. Wait for him to wake back up. He's not dead yet, I'll, I'll wake him up. Nah, I, you I tell go. me a big giant rat... Is looking at you, not splinter size rat, but just even bigger. Uh, Are you thinking afraid? that uh, that rat from Nutty Professor? Yeah, I think it was a hamster, but yeah, that yeah, big. Same diff, same diff. Hey, little friend. You tell me you ain't grabbing that shotgun that you sawed off it. to shoot it in the face? How are you doing today? This seems to be the problem. Seems to be the problem. Oh, God, I don't like that noise. <laughs> Did you know that there's not actual, like, beads in wow. snake's tails? That it's just, like, levels of a snake's tail that rattle together to make the noise? Yeah. I saw that and on uh, TikTok. Do you, you know it's five. made of keratin, just like your fingernails? Yeah. Alex, nobody's Ew. trying to make this thing human. I'm trying to make it a, a, a freaky serpent. So you're saying all I gotta do is take a nail clipper to this motherfucker and I win? I guess well, that's all it takes. Watch out from the other end might still come get you, but mm-hmm. sure, you can mm-hmm. cut that tail up. As we've learned would, in prior, as we learned in prior episodes, Garrett would not be fast enough to grab that snake if it struck him. Nope. Now, Garrett, I want you to listen to this because this snake does strike. And what the fuck? Why did this turn into a bit about just scaring me? Listen, you were up the snakes. Listen uh, to how quickly he goes. Ow! That dude handled it like a jam. He it literally got hit. You could see it in the video. Um, it is uh, a bull snake. So I'm not sure if that is that venomous. The bull snake. I'm pretty sure, yeah. Mm, okay. You know what? There, there's a snake, and I don't know which island it's on. It's some random, faraway island. But the snake's bite is so potent that it can sterilize you. Like, Wait destroys your balls. Go back, going back to the arena. <laughs> going back to bring the... it up there. Maybe that's what this Jafar snake would be. So it doesn't that's kill the... you, it just eradicates your reproductive system. 
Correct. Man, that's a fucked up. That's an evil like, snake. Like that's, that's like most legit. I don't know how that's useful in the wild kingdom. Going, mm-hmm. I'm gonna go bite that rodent, and its balls are gonna explode. I didn't kill you, but I took away your future family. So oh, I mean, it, it'll kill you. I mean, it's such a painful bite, but apparently it can. Well, do you think sterilization is really a concern if you're fucking dying at that point? <laughs> like, I'm, I'm sure be it like, crosses oh, your mind. No. Yeah, I remember if, when in the thirty was, second fade, five seconds is dedicated to could have had a fucking family. <laughs> <laughs> could have had a fucking family. Um, what's the other one that I was thinking of? Oh, I, when my sister and I used to go see the X Men movies, and I had told her, I said, "You know what? I wonder if Wolverine." And this is before I understood Wolverine's healing factor. I wonder if Wolverine has to be careful of getting AIDS. I don't get it. What? Why does Wolverine have to be careful of getting AIDS? <laughs> I was just was wondering, because he's <laughs> cutting these people up, then he's sucking his claws back oh, in. He's see. getting blood right in there. I literally was like, what the fuck are you talking about, Alex? <laughs> 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 and of course, Alex literally is reading a comic about a mutant who can regenerate this was back in and have when I watched the first claws, movie. and Alex is like, I wonder if you can get sick with disease. Yes, Alex. Um, did you forget he has a healing factor? He, yeah. I just told you guys that before. Did you can't even so get I a don't cold. get the question. I'm telling no. you that when I was ten, I was concerned about him getting. You AIDS. know what? Go back in time and punch that Alex in the face. Just I for thinking. Yeah. Past Alex would be taken out by future me. Way more you'll aggressive. Just, you'll be like in five years from now, they're going to make this really great movie called X Men Origins, where they explain he had healing factor before he had the claws. <laughs> yeah, and they're going to ruin everybody else in that show. Just like in a comic we'll talk about later today. I'm going to come up to Alex and be like, when you reincarnate again uh, and you're a little kid, that's when I'm going to kill you. So you can't come back before your mutant powers regenerate. By the you, know, way. you just got to think about like what Wolverine would do if like some little kid went up and was like, hey, do you get AIDS when you retract your claws? Wolverine would be like, <laughs> let's he, find out. <laughs> he, here's the thing about, I guess, Alex, you're, how much younger are you than me, Alex? I'll be 35. Three years younger. Ah, shit, I can't even use that excuse. I don't know if I knew what AIDS was when I was 10. Like, why would... I wouldn't think of that. I'd be like, could you get sick? Or like, what do you... I would think of some other disease. I wouldn't think of that disease. I mean, like, tetanus? But it's I, not rusty. It's not, but... I, listen, now, if you get stabbed with his antimantum claws, do you have to be worried about tetanus? Hmm. Or do you have I, to worry about infection? I would imagine not tetanus, but probably maybe infection. Well, probably not even infection. Because when his blades come out, they don't get covered in blood until he stabs you with them, and even then, they're pretty clean. So I mean, they're in his body. Are they not filled with blood? I'm just saying that every time they come out, how does it not get rusty the amount of times it gets wet? Because I don't think adamantium can rust. You're oh. right, because rusting is degenerative and... Antimantium is stronger than that. All right, here we go. Focus forecast for the week of uh, October 6th and 5th, uh, 2021. Uh, put a little bit of music I decided uh, this week. Uh, uh, yes, this is literally a shopping mall music. Um, you know, I mean, I've, I've started to love the uh, the art of the Muzak, so uh, we're going to listen to that. Uh, me, you, Love in the Dark, number three of five, Scotty Young, Jorge Corona. Let's turn this one for now. Oh, hey, Carona. Gary, uh, what if you, what if a snake said that to you? Me, you, love in the dark. All right. Uh, okay. world, beca- 
Whoops, you knew that. Becomes yeah. even more intimate with whoever or whatever is haunting the old house as she finds a spark of inspiration for her most personal paintings yet. Alex, what do you think about this book? Super surprising how good this book is and how when I read it, I always seem to have goosebumps. Um, as I've stated long before, I mean, years now, since Middle West had come out, Scott Young knows how to write books that are not hilarious. And the the world that he's built and all we've ever been in is in this house is fantastic. It's almost like when you watch, and I know not everyone is a Friends fan, but when you watch the episode of Friends where they're always in the apartment building, those are some of the strongest episodes. That's what this book is. Is this chick having a conversation with some creature and uh, and getting inspiration from them? It's it is fantastic. I think you need to read this, uh, Garrett. If you haven't caught up on it, do so. It's it's two away from the front of my stack, ironically. Garrett, you know how That's this how is far back this now. is how often uh, Alex does not watch anything horror related. He releases his book to friends instead of like Emilyville Horror, where you're inside of a house, the Haunting of Hell House. Uh, all these things take place in a house, Alex, and some sort of entity be in the house. Um, by the way, I'm th- I'm thinking about uh, uh, this uh, Friends TV show. Uh, what was the game that uh, Chandler used to play with uh, um, Joey to get his money? To get money. Cups. Oh, there you go. Uh, Alex, I had a question about this book. Did the uh, Middle West that you spoke about a second ago, was that uh, uh image title also? Yes. Oh, okay. For some reason, I thought it was like, boom. I think I'm thinking of uh, something's killing the children. Uh, there we go. I love this cover, by the way. The text, everything about it, looks like it would be right at my alley. I'm not sure if I totally forgot this was coming out or what, but I have to catch up on this baby, too. Looks good. How Is it on? Oh, three of five. Sorry. All right. Righteous Thirst for Vengeance number one. Recommender Andre Arano and Chris O'Halloran. Chris O'Halloran? You feel, I feel like I'm... He's been on a book before. A new ongoing crime series from the writer of Deadly Class. When an unassuming man stumbles apart a dark web contract assassin's vicious plot to kill an innocent target, he turns himself into one. The professional meets world of perdition in the story of family's unlikely guardian being hunted by rich and powerful men who are used to getting away with everything. Join Rick Remender and Andre Ari... Oh, it's not the... Wait, oh, yeah, it is. Uh, Andre Ario... Uh, for a uniquely atmospheric mystery, mirror mystery with a sudden bouts of brutal violence. Uh, Rick Remander, I, this would must be his newest ongoing since what was the uh, that one car book? Uh, Death or Glory. So I think that was his last new book, if I remember correctly, Alex, right? Yes, I think you're right. Buddy, I'm already in. You look at this preview and it opens with a silent no, scene. No, no. Um, scumbag. But Scumbag's on issue 10. Death and Glory only had like five issues, five, six issues. Yeah, but Death and Glory's been done for almost a year now. Okay, fair, fair, fair. So yeah, maybe Scumbag. Hey, everybody that's listening to podcasts just imagine this instead of a elevator talking about this. Before you go into Alex. What floor are we on? I don't know. What floor are you going to? 10. I'll push the number. 10? All right, here you go. Garrett, what floor do you need? 45. 40? Oh, Jesus. Holy shit. <laughs> All right. 
This is a uh, Nakatomi Plaza, right? Yeah, technically, you know, it's only 44 because they skipped the tourism level. All right, whatever. Uh, registered <laughs> for Vengeance, number one. But this preview, I'm looking at this preview. I'm already in. First off, it's in Vancouver, one of my favorite cities. It's been there, uh, and uh, it's fantastic. And it opens with the silent scene, which is my, uh, I'm already in. I'm in, baby. Hey, uh, this is the time to get back into the Rick Remender because he's not working on a TV show, so he's fully devoted to his comic books. So you know that's how a you good j- Rick Remender. You know how you just said the Rick Remender? Mm-hmm. Tonight I went and ordered, uh, uh, I was out and about, so I got something while I was out, uh, a little, you know, unique, authentic place called Taco John's. And <laughs> I, go, I ordered the, the, a meal, and I got to get number three, small... Uh, can I get a side of cheese? And she's like, what to drink? And I literally said, I was fucking so embarrassed. Not embarrassed, like, for that person to, like, see me, but I was embarrassed being like, I would make fun of this person. I called it the Mountain Dew. I'll have the Mountain Dew. <laughs> what the fuck is going on here? The Mountain it's Dew. It's the Mountain's Dew. I think every drink I'm going to refer to it with the the in front of me. I'll have, I'll have the, Pepsi, the Pepsi. The Coke. Ooh, the Coke. That one you got to be so afraid about. Speaking of which, Arkham City, the Order of the World, number one. Very long synopsis, which I'm not going to read just because I feel like it gives away a little bit too much. But it is the synopsis that got me interested in it. You know what? Let me give you a taste. The Joker's attack on Arkham Asylum left the long-standing Gotham establishment in ruin. Most of the patients killed or missing, and only a handful of surviving staff, a few nurses, a gravely injured security guard, and one doctor. In the chaos of the assault, it is believed that several of the asylum's patients escaped or scurried off into the dark nooks and crannies of Gotham City. Now these Arkhamites walk among us, and it's up to the asylum's one remaining doctor, Dr. Jocasta Joy, to round up her former patients. Uh, so there we go. It doesn't sound like, correct me if I'm incorrect here, uh, and I, um, it doesn't sound like this is a world that, I know the cover has the bat signal on it, but it doesn't really talk about Batman in the synopsis at all. So, I did look it up, and this is, you know, the after A-Day attack, so from the current Batman detective run. Um, so this oh, is, so this is in continuity. This is in continuity, oh, yes. I thought this was a fucking black label. I was all excited for this shit. I know. I'd say, um, I'd say after you guys had sent it, holy shit, Arkham City, that sounds fantastic. I don't care I anymore. Know. First take was the video game. Second take... You know, I do, I'm interested in this story only because, like, I do love the perspective of, like, these uh, asylees um, and how they, uh, like, interact with Gotham. So, like, I feel like, you know, I looked at the preview, the art style is pretty cool and, like, the story could be good. Uh, it could be crap, but uh, I'm willing to give it a shot. It looks I, like. I like the stories from Mad Hatter, people that aren't superheroes or villains. Mad Hatter, Dr. Pig, Professor Pig, excuse me. Um. Scarecrow and Croc, maybe? I don't know. I, I, it, well, actually, let me go back and read the synopsis. Uh, you have a woman with no face, a piggy in search of perfection, a man who feels nothing and burns everything, a woman who must have our life to save herself, and a man unfit for the waking world. But it looks instead for Wonderland, a body with more than one soul, and a being unbound from time who lives in the present, in the past, a boy who seeks the comfort of vermin, and a twisted man who sees them all for who they are, and witness the avenging angel who stalks them. Oh, there you go. There's Batman. Um, you know what? Maybe I'll check it out. It's, it's it can't it could not be more than a mini, right? 
It's six issues, I believe. All right, I mean, I'll check out the first issue. I really wanted to see what the art style was like, but the one thing that sucks now, Alex, to you earlier complaining that DC's not on previous world anymore is that the dc website never has really like a preview just i can look at the cover anyone you try to look at the cover doesn't really show you the whole cover shows you like part of the cover it's dumb whatever oh oh, we're on we're on level 10 thank you there you go alex left oh alex he hold on a second push the door open alex come here coming uh, I forgot to tell you. Dark Ages number two of six. Tom Taylor, Ivan Kielo. What do you think about uh, this? The uh, second issue of the Dark Ages coming up here. Super excited! I actually loved the first one a lot, and uh, I know Marvin can attest to enjoying Peter Parker in this one. I was just super stoked, and I was a little weary that uh, spoilers, the family was going to be dead, and I was like, oh, I'm going to have to cry into this book too, along with Day Trip and everything else. That makes me sad. Uh, but anyway, number two, I I cannot wait to get into this book and to find out how we got from the end of the world to now and to see how things have either progressed or what has happened to the rest of the world and or just New York City, because that's where 97% of all heroes live. Mm. I'm excited Should for it, good? too. Like when we know, we figure out that it wasn't in the actual continuity and it was going to be its own thing, it, it was the last first issue was excellent set up. So excited for it. Uh, Tom I'm Stale. excited to see the the costume designs too. Oh, that too, like, yeah. Like the Iron see. Man, the bad Iron Man, by the way, not a good guy. Um, the Iron Man and the Miles Venom, and yeah, I'm excited to see it too. Oh, Alex, we actually I didn't stop the elevator, so now we're on floor 26. You want to walk down the rest <laughs> of the stairs? No, I'll stay here. All right, we'll go up to 45. <laughs> uh, firepower. By Kirkman and Samney, number 16, Firepower, the most vulnerable, are the most at risk. The Serpent's Omen strikes uh, came back from, it, it did a long first kind of part, uh, even though it had mini arcs within there. I think <coughs> Kirkman said himself, like, he considered, like, the first part of the story. And now we're into the second part of the story. And uh, I love the last issue, so I'm excited to see where this goes. It's Chris Samney and Matthew Wilson doing uh, amazing art, as always. They've been on. I, a great team ever since uh, Daredevil, um, and I'm really excited to see what they do with the remaining of this series. And you guys brought me onto it, even saying, Ian and Marvin, even if you don't like the story, uh, that Chris Samney and Matthew Wilson, you got to see that. And uh, guess what? Turns out I like the story, which Robert Kirkman, for a while, we talked about this before in the podcast, was somebody for me who walking that I kind of like fell out of love with. And I, when I saw Kirkman on the book, I didn't want to get it. And uh, I'm very. Uh, excited to say I was wrong. Uh, it's a fantastic book so far. 16 issues in of this book here. So, one more book on the list here. Alex, I'm going to get off right here, okay? Just kidding, I'll stay on. Wonder Woman, 80th anniversary, uh, 100-page super spectacular number one. A bunch of people in this book. Uh, Jordy Blair writing, Amy Reader writing, Becky Clunan writing, Michael Conrad writing. Art by Jim Chung, Paulina Garchun, Amy Reader, uh, and Jose Garcia Lopez Garrett, the anniversary issue of uh, Wonder Woman. Yeah, I mean, I had to put this on my list because I'm like 80 years of Wonder Woman. That's uh, wonderful. Um, I, I've loved the creative team. <laughs> Thanks. Alex, I'm going to open <laughs> the door, push them out. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, just paying homage to a character that uh, obviously made it 80 years, and uh, yeah, we just got a couple movies under the belt, TV shows. Um, yeah, I'm just excited because I I saw the creative teams on this. Uh, I'm sure they'll tell some good stories, and yeah, good time to celebrate Wonder Woman being around for 80 years. Hey, there's a little thing here that says they asked the community what song best represents Wonder Woman and this is the song that they picked. Here's with the first no, person. No Man's Land from the first movie, 100%. This one's the best one, right here. This person even, a lot of people are just picking it. I think they would like this song. I think they would like this song. This person found a panel where Wonder Woman says, where they're listening to this song by Public Enemy, Fight the Power. And she's like, I like this song. So he actually went back, he pulled up Astralo and actually found evidence. All right. All right, people got opinions. Uh, there you go, Wonder Woman. Uh, the cover actually looks like they're based on real people. Not like famous people, but... Uh, Maybe people submitted and were able to be part of this cover or something like that. You know what I mean, Garrett? You, you see that cover? Uh, no, I don't see it. Oh. Uh, it all looks like people who uh, are real. I don't know how to explain it, but who's the, who did the cover? Here we go. Cover by, cover by, it doesn't say anything here. Once again, DC, you got to have a better page. It never really even shows like... Uh, who the covers by? If they have multiple covers, nothing. So, oh, I almost kicked you guys off because I, I was so angry at DC. I closed our website. Uh, there we go. The focus forecast for this week. Look forward to those books uh, and pick them up if you haven't already. Uh, Alex, uh, let's talk about the weather. How's the weather like? You know what? The weather's fantastic, everybody. It's fall. You can't ask for anything better than to wake up. And it'd be cool. I mean, there's just nothing better. The sun rises. It gets a little warmer. You're still wearing your sweatshirt with badgers on it. It's just... There also might be a little rain coming sometime this week. Who knows? I don't even know anymore. Uh, I'm like, high on the coolness. God, this fucking elevator music is killing me. I'm surprised we're not on level 45 yet, or 44, whatever we're Oh, I to. accidentally hit the emergency stop button, because I wanted to hear the weather before we went any further. Oh, oh. So it's it's stuck right now. I gotta, I gotta push it to make it go again. Um, Alex, so you're, uh, I see 70s, uh, 80s, not high 80s, and then you're right, Sunday comes and we got 60s in rain, so... Uh, Let's look at this wind, because I don't need it to be windy else. You know what? It looks decent. Decent wind, but um, even those days where it's supposed to rain, we still only got like a 50% chance, so, you know. All right. Uh, Alex, here's your floor. Oh, I'm, I'm on what? 38? No, this, this is, is 10. 10. I'm not, 
This is 10. I pushed cancel on 45, and we went, we went back down to 10. Wow, we dropped real fast. <laughs> uh, thanks, thanks. Okay, bye. Garrett, I'm going to get off right here. You just go the rest by yourself. <laughs> Please, God. Level forty-five. It's a it's it's a quick elevator. So there you go. The comics <laughs> that came out this week brought to you by RainbowComicsAndCards.com, your definitive source for all things comics, cards, and collectibles. Uh, SuperCon twenty twenty one just passed. We just got done with that doing our live show, uh, and uh, uh, Rainbow Comics and Cards was there, and I I purchased a couple items from them. I purchased a, a nice uh, uh, Super Mario Brothers poster. And a, a pop figure of the child, baby Yoda, some gargoyle for the other people. And uh, guess what, Garrett? This uh, what? you know, everybody keeps their pop figures in the box. You know, gonna lose its value. Now my son wanted it, so you know, it comes out of the box. And uh, uh, this uh, child, like, it's not a normal pop figure where it's like one solid item. Like the head was kind of bobbing on this guy. Okay. And, uh, he, uh, my son somehow ended up turning his head uh, 180. So now his head's so backwards. So. I mean, he said still on his The neck. demented child. It was the smallest, yes. I also picked up a Funko Pop. Uh, What'd you get? Christmas Superman. Uh, so he's like dressed like Santa Claus, except he pulls open his Santa coat, and then he's wearing a Superman Christmas sweater. Uh, what else did you get? Tell the people. Uh, uh, we j- once again we're just a supercon. It was uh, a fun time for all. A lot of uh, items out there. What did you get, Gary? I only got a couple items. Uh, so the nerdiest one. It well, okay, whatever. Um, is uh, I got a nineteen eighty nine Batman replica Batarang. Um, it folds in magnetically. And uh, fun fact, if uh, Batman put that on his utility belt. He'd be stabbing himself several times throughout the evening. Um, <laughs> I also got, I did, was able to pick up an issue one of the boys, a 111. So that was pretty exciting. Um, and because we sponsored Phil Hester, I was able to get the most recent Superman comics that he drew and uh, get Ryan Cody and him to sign every single issue that I have of Family Tree, which is all. Alex, so, what did you it get? was a good weekend. I bought uh, action figures. I bought Marvel Legends toys. And a mega fuck ton. Uh, yeah, yeah. I bought at least five of them. Then I actually bought a Game Boy game for the uh, Turtles. Turtles back was back from the sewers. And then I actually bought the NES version of uh, Manhattan Project, which is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Manhattan Project. Oh, yeah. Spent a lot more money than I intended to, but I also don't have buyer's regret. I'm just like, hell yeah. And I have Colossus um, and Beast. I don't know why you say hell yeah. I don't know how buyer's regret. There, was, there was also gaming tables, and uh, uh, my girlfriend Alex and I. Nope. Uh, oh, my girlfriend Alex? <laughs> <laughs> comma. Uh, Put a comma We in. played uh, Thanos Rising. What and, day was uh, this? This is Sunday, so oh, you, were, right. you weren't there. I was going to say, I was, waiting, I was waiting all weekend 
for a fucking invite to play a game and you got it. Sorry. Sunday was the day. Uh, we played Thanos Rising like three match? times and about? got our asses kicked. But Faster I did actually, every time. Yeah, every time we play, we got worse. But I did actually order it on Amazon because I got a bunch of gift cards. So from I won a contest on Monday, the day after the con. So what uh, the shit? I know. So the contest got to, from the convention or no a work thing. Oh. So yeah, so I got twenty five bucks there, hey. and then I had a ten. From prior, so, so I, I use that towards the game. I got some temporary tattoos while we were there, and uh, yeah. I'm not sure entirely if they were put on correctly, because um, eventually the plastic was supposed to disappear and it never did, and then just ended up itching my skin. So I took it off, and there was like no indication that it was going to ever go on my skin. Anyways, that's beside the point. But the, they, the main reason, like I even stopped and looked at it, was they were having a drawing for a Nintendo Switch, and if, you paid it an amount, and you would get drawings into there. And uh, I've been checking their social media to see if they announced like who won it or if they drew for it. And you think if they drew and they contacted the person who they got, they should at least put on there, hey, everybody, congratulations to this person that for winning. So I know that it's over. Right? Yeah, I mean, you would think so. You would think. It sounds good. That was their, they were like promoting that hardcore prior to. I've been checking. I was just like, if it's not me. I just wanted to know that it, they've done it already. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure that it was done by Sunday. Because when we walked by the table again, I didn't see it sitting on the table. Mm. 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 But, yeah, that Thanos Rising game was fantastic. I, it's great. I'm tempted um, to get it for my wife and I to play. There is a Harry Potter version, and there is a Batman Who Laughs version. I saw that they just released. Yeah, I don't have interest in that Batman Who Laughs one. Like at least when I play, like playing the Avengers one, it's like yes, I've seen this movie. I am excited to do that. The Batman one, yeah, maybe not. But when you buy it, Garrett, let me know. I will. I will. Well, no, I'm gonna. I'm not gonna buy that. I'm just gonna keep Thanos Rising. So. Save me an extra week and play the Batman one. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll we'll find a time, Marvin, that you, Alex, and I can play Thanos Rising. And probably hey, when, forward, when, so we'll get our asses kicked. So. I'll say when hashtag guest host one comes home, team up together, play uh, the shit out of it. I'm actually I'm in the mall right now. I'm going to grab a copy if I can. Oh my god! Swear like Mephisto's like here. Here's ten background songs that will annoy a bunch of people to death. Here, play them. All right, so we're in the mall. Where do you think I should go? Uh, EB Games, KB Toys. Spencer's. Oh, okay, let's go to Spencer's here. <laughs> Is that endless love? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's only you in my life. <laughs> oh, let's go into this store. Maybe they have it in here. This is uh, a country western store. You think they got it in here? Maybe you, every once in a while you go into these stores and they got it for cheaper than normal. Right? Remember, we used to work at an establishment where we used to get stuff and people wouldn't expect to find it. And they'd be like, hey, you guys have the last one. <laughs> yeah, we got it from the black market, but we got it. <laughs> we got it, and we're overcharging for it, but it's here. And um, only a month warranty on a thing that normally gets like a year warranty. Oh, you want to so. get accessories for this thing? We only bought the one thing. <laughs> we don't carry anything else related to this. Oh, I'm sorry, you want to get a game for this? Sorry, we don't even carry the games for this thing. 
We do carry, if you would like, PSP games <laughs> from 10 <laughs> years ago. Um, and we, we uh, sell copies of Dodgeball for uh, $29.99 until literally... On Blu-ray. Uh, yeah, literally Blu-ray. 20 years after it came out. So Right. 40 bucks for this Dodgeball movie. Um, anyways. Uh, you know what, actually? What did I get? I can't remember. Did I, I buy something? I thought you only bought the tattoos. I thought I bought something else. I bought the tattoos. I definitely bought myself uh, a delicious rock star. Um, well, it was exactly what I needed that morning to perk up. I uh, purchased myself. Uh, I also. Oh, we had. Uh, I had some Five Guys. You guys were there. Uh, delicious. Yeah, also. that was my first time going to Five Guys. It Bro, was good. Alex had it three times that weekend. Yeah, he's an animal. And He's a meat lover. Honestly, the best meal I've had in a long time was you, you all know, three of those. You know what's fucking crazy, though, is that Alex goes and just gets a, a burger. He didn't get the fries. Those fries were incredible. The Cajun ones were so spicy. He loved it. To be fair, Friday night when we went out, I was just trying, trying to be cheap. I would have gotten fries, but I was trying to be cheap. You were saving money because you knew those figures were talking to you. And you needed to that roll too. back. So. I mean, come on. I got a Green Goblin, Mysterio... Colossus, Beast, and someone else. You didn't get the cable, uh, though. Magneto. You didn't get cable. No. I don't, you know what? I'm, the weird thing is I'm stingy about the boxes. I'm not going to spend money for a damaged box. Rope. That's where I'm at, too. There was, there was quite a few Funkos I would have bought if I didn't see uh, defects in the box or, like, little flecks of plastic on the Or if the market would have been better for you, right? If it wasn't so yeah. expensive. When we when when they looked up the uh, the medium price, oh dude, that was garbage. <laughs> uh, I was so pissed at that. And uh, Anna and ended up buying a core holding a meek from that guy, and she got a decent deal based on that. But otherwise, I'm like, what a fucking ripoff. I just go on eBay and I look at the average price, and that's what I turn to. Not even okay. sold items, just people bidding or people yep. posting. All right, here we go, reviews. Reviews, what are Ironic. we going to give? What are we going to oh, give it, baby? What's the price we're going to give these cow folks? Are we going to give it a, a you know, $100 million? We're going to give it a $1, right? Uh, Alex? First comic on the list here is going to be uh, Pepe Larez. Is it Larez? I don't have him in front of me. Inferno, uh, Jonathan Hickman, and who was uh, the artist? Is that Shady? Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, you're right. Uh, a little Shady? Um, so we get Inferno number one, which is Jonathan Hickman. He has returned to the X-Men. It's been, it's been continuing. His He's basically been the mastermind behind all the whole series and where it's been going. And this is he coming back to write this issue. Uh, which, by the way. Uh, I'm going to let everybody know right now, and I guarantee you, you guys may be in the same place, unless you've done some reading I don't know about, but I kind of like fell behind on that X-Men thing, and so I'm jumping into this, and obviously a lot of shit's happened since I last read it, and uh, even at the end, there's a checklist, and I was like, holy shit, there's like seven things you got to read before you read this one, <laughs> um, and uh, I will let you, two things about this book, uh, the beginning and end, I really enjoyed. The middle, I was confused about a little bit because I don't know what the fuck's going on uh, on some things. But overall, I feel like the scenes were good. And if I knew the context, I maybe would be more excited to read the amount of dialogue that was in the middle piece. 
Well, I just remember, like, so the Destiny thing, somehow Destiny gets recruited by, like, Nimrod and Orcus and whatnot. So, like, her being, spoilers, uh, still, like, alive at the end of, uh, you know, the end of this issue... Like, I was like, oh, damn. And I was like, why am I oh, damning? I don't even remember why she's terrifying. But I guess it's, uh, yeah, it's something to do with Moira. Obviously. I guess it, Moira really wanted to get uh, Mystique out of there and make sure that Destiny never came back so that her they wouldn't kill her again. Because they said, if you don't change your ways the next time we see you again, the 10th life might be your last if you don't make the right decision. And I think she's planning on doing the wrong decision until she doesn't want them there to end her life again. Because um, she doesn't seem like she's exactly happy with what's going on. Mor- uh, Morda, uh, Moria. Moria. Well, what is it? Moira. Moira. And uh, Mori. Um, Mo. Mo doesn't seem happy with what's going on. And uh, <laughs> something might be going on there. By the way, speaking of Destiny, since you brought her up. Um, doesn't the cape, the way that it wraps around her neck, make it look like her neck's twisted half of the time? There was a shot with uh, Mystique behind her, and I thought Mystique had t- broke her neck. <laughs> I was like staring. I literally was staring at it being like, is, it, is this her breaking her neck, or is she just turning around to look at Mystique? So, I don't know. Alex, what do you think? You're you're somebody who, uh, uh, are you caught up with the X-Men? I don't think so. You're oh, getting, God, no. You were, you're oh, God, everything. no. That is what is most of my stack on my table is... X-Men, X-Force, everything. I'm so far behind that I read this and I was like, okay, I understand kind of what's going on but not necessarily the the build-up that I should be getting the payout from. I enjoyed it to an extent. I like the first part where like Nimrod is is running the statistics on how to defeat Domino, um, Kid Omega, and Wolverine. And then you got to the middle, which was kind of jumbled up with a lot of expletives that I have not earned yet, so I don't care. And then, like you said, we got to the end with the reveal of Destiny, and you know what? A character who is not put in this book enough is Mystique. Every time I read her, I go, that is one badass bitch right there, and I respect her. Wolverine, I think you saw him for one time until he got disintegrated by Nimrod. I think it was good, but I wanted there to be more X-Men and less chitty chat. You know, speaking about the uh, Wolverine, you brought up um i love how he's drawn in this issue and it reminded me because gary had pointed out somebody at the convention had uh, a figure from house of x but i like that the costume looks like his first iteration of his costume but yet still looks modern like how he looks like he would look like in a modern costume uh and the way that he, like his stature and his build is uh didn't save him in the beginning there uh but uh he at least looked good so um, I agree with you. It seems like you said there's a lot of context stuff that I'm missing, and I, I'm I'm questioning myself whether if I kept up the book, whether I still would know what was going on, um, because the book has is so layered in the amount of things that you have to know what's going on. But classic Hickman, it's enjoyable. I feel like without knowing exactly what's going on, the middle was kind of more uh, difficult to enjoy. Then the beginning and end, just because the beginning was an action scene, and then at the end, uh, there was a lot of uh, puzzle pieces putting put into place, and the uh, uh, most stuff. Uh, Moria, Moria, uh, Moira, uh, Moira, 
uh, uh, the mana, the Mora stuff, uh, Moria. Um, I feel like it, we know those three characters, and it felt like their conflict was uh, something that I still understood. Um, it was just that middle shit. I don't know what the fuck was going on. So, um, but I think it, you know, the art was fantastic, um, and I think that helps. But I, so anybody who's listening to this, and if you would keep it up with the book, just know. I don't feel like I gave this a fair assessment in terms of, you know, how this fits into the storyline because I've, I've missed so much between where I had uh, fell behind and where this is. But anybody looking to be like, hey, I've been hearing about this. Should I jump in here? I think it's an okay starting point. And I feel like anything with the way that Hickman writes is that eventually you'll catch on to the main points if you want to jump onto this issue. So. Yeah, I would agree with that assessment. I think like this really does connect a lot more to House of X and Power of X, more so than like anything else that's been going on. Like, yeah, there's a couple mentions here and there of things that could be going on in the comics and God, you know, I think that's the only bad thing about this new X Men era is that there's so many X Men books going on that you're bound to miss some bouts of continuity, but I hope this Inferno kinda like reels it into Hickman's story and you know, again, like, I was expecting that reveal at the end of Destiny Live. Like, I was still like, oh, damn, Moira's going to be pissed. But I can't remember exactly why. But I think you answered it, Marvin, that she's, like, scared she's going to lose her last life, basically. So. so. A lot of the things she was doing seemed out of fear. Going to Magneto and Xavier, being like, why are you guys hiding? And, like, being paranoid about what they're doing in secret. And whether or not you guys don't think I'm important. And they're like, no, you're the most important person. To us, and it seemed really like she is getting very paranoid because she knows a lot of things are falling into place that Destiny might come back and then there might be repeats of events. Uh, And so she kind of uses them trying to reassure her that they trust her uh, to put in to uh, put a plan into place to get rid of those two so that future doesn't happen. That's what I'm reading for this. I'm not sure it could be nothing of that, but. I would give it an eight. Like I still enjoyed it thoroughly. I thought the art was good and I felt like I could follow enough along that. Yeah. Again, it was enjoyable. I think eight's good. I've, I want to enjoy it more than I did, but I also, I don't want to discredit something because I haven't caught up on it. Um, art was fantastic. I was excited to see the characters that we have. I just want to understand a little bit more what's what's happening. Although I will give Hickman credit, uh, the horticulture group that we had met at like issue four of X Men showed up again in this book. So you know he laid that that seed, no pun intended, a long time ago. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm in the same place eight because I like you said, Alex. I don't feel like I feel like if if I mean once again it's all speculative because I don't know. Whether if I had kept up the book, if this issue would have been like, oh, God, this is amazing, 10 out of 10. It definitely had that vibe, but I don't know whether the execution lands because I don't know the context of some of the things happening in this book. So, But the things that I do know and the action that is displayed in this comic, I feel like those are uh, classic Hickman. Hickman. And uh, if you enjoy the House of X and Power of X stuff, or even if you just heard how good it is, I feel like this is up at that level. So uh, 8 seems good to me. 8 seems good to me. Before you guys move on, because I didn't read the book you'll talk about next, I just wanted to talk about because at the uh, convention, uh, Tony Fleece was there, 
and <clears throat> uh, we went to uh, a panel of his, um, a panel of Ryan Cody's actually, but Tony Fleece was on the panel, and they talked uh, somewhat of uh, Stray Dogs, and uh, just hearing Tony and Tony's process about, especially about how he writes and the amount of work that he's done, and, and basically his, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The way he... Uh, his candor and the way that he was saying things, just like, I guess, the writing of the way that he has dialogue. That's the fucking weirdest thing I write to say, but you know what I mean? The way he talked, I was like, okay, this guy seems interesting. I would like to read what he writes. So I actually that night read all of Stray Dogs, which, you know me, Alex and Garrett, uh, I don't think I've ever read a whole thing in one sitting uh, like that. And uh, I found it really enjoyable. It, it definitely was not what I thought it was, A. Um, I, I like knew the concept of it that somebody was going around murdering people and then he would take their dogs. Uh, but I didn't know that the perspective would be from the dogs. Um, and two, uh, the concept of they don't remember that this person's a bad person because their memories don't last that long. And then the way that it's brought back by their other, other senses and how they kind of use that to their advantage and different dogs have different kinds of, uh, personalities based on the breed that they are. I, the whole thing I thought was enjoyable and really well done. It's a nice five issue uh, mini series. Um, and, and almost so much so, at the panel that we were at, he was like, he just wanted to make five. That's all he wanted to make. It's not that he only got five. That's the story he wanted to tell. And after reading that, I was like, yeah, this is it. There's nothing else you could tell from this. And that's a tight five issue story. Um, I heard, though, Alex, and you'll love this. Uh, that I got option to make it an animated movie. What do you think about that? It's gonna be awesome. <laughs> well, the special comes. There's a special coming out in December. Uh, and, uh, there is, and he said gonna, that it was like some stuff that they cut out because for pacing issues. Um, and it's more about the dogs at that point. I don't really know what else you can put into this comic besides. More I actually talked to him. I talked to him, and he was letting me in on some of it. So it's a lot of like how those dogs came to arrive at the oh, some more of their stories. House, some more of their like individual stories on how they're basically acquired. That makes sense because they show like three or four of them, but they don't show all of them. Right. There's only one dog that I liked. I mean, I liked most of them, but there's the one particularly that I enjoyed the most, uh, and R.I.P. R.I.P. Hey man, oh, he tough. he went he went down barking. So mm-hmm. this song goes out to him. <laughs> uh, anyway, I I hate when books become TV shows, movies. Come on, come on, I get it. But uh, great book. Me and I were having a conversation at the convention for our listeners here. And I was telling him he may hate it, but that's when because I was trying to say that's when books like increase in value and people are looking for them. And when a book is like that's when your collection actually would be worth something is when people are interested in finding that issue. And because a lot of times or at least recently, some things got optioned for movies and TV shows that maybe had a small print run at the beginning. Then it becomes that more rare and more expensive. So I'm explaining this to Alex and Alex is like, no, nope, I don't care. Like, don't need a. The movie, a TV show, whatever. And then we passed by our friend uh, JJ Comics, uh, Stan, and they got something's killing the children number one for what, $400? Yeah. 
Yeah. And Alex was like, holy shit, $400? I go, what the fuck have I been saying, Pastrala? 400 bucks for that. They, I know, but I'm just thinking, I mean, I'm thinking like Family Tree, got the whole run, or uh, something killing the children. But, I mean, all these things now that I'm seeing that are getting optioned or getting to become TV shows, that is cool. That is exciting to see a, a video option of that, that story. But I'm also one of those people who's like, why have spent the time to build this comic book and to be fantastic? And I get I'm bitched about something that all I do is watch comic book movies and TV shows. I shouldn't complain if I'm going to watch it and read it. But um, some of these things have only been out for a year, year and a half. Yep, make that a TV show. I've seen some TV shows who the writer lost their, their will to write and the TV show went kaplunk. So hey, they write well, other things. That first it was a great TV show, though. No one knows that because apparently it got canceled <laughs> after season one. What did? Deadly Class. Oh, yeah. All right, That's me class. not holding back. I'm stabbing at Rick Remender. This for our Deadly Class. <laughs> uh, that's something killing the children. That was a very small print because it's been reprinted. How many prints does that motherfucker go through? It's like on seventh or eighth one. So it's, yeah. That's a book eight. that, like, that was a book for a while that was on every solicit being, like, issue one reprint, issue two, issue three. And so, like, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if it's up to seven or eight, which makes that first one that more valuable for that reason. But you know what's funny to me also that it is worth $400, but Alex, I don't think you would ever sell it. I think the only thing is, like, I look, I'm in my quote unquote office. So all my Marvel Legends I have in their boxes, never been opened, whatever. I've got turtle toys, I've got comic books. And I'm like, yeah, I could sell this stuff if I ever needed to and, and make a good chunk of change. But why? I spent the money to get the stuff. Why would I then sell it? Would you ever consider trading? Like, let's say you really wanted a, a toy-specific one and somebody's like, hey, I really want that uh, Colossus that you bought. And they want to trade you. for it. You got the answer to that. Fuck you. Mm. <laughs> Sorry, guy. Here's your song. All right, there we go. Uh, next issue here, Echo Lands number two. J.H. Uh, Williams the third and uh, uh, Blackman. Uh, what's his first name? Hayden Blackman? Yes. I didn't yes. read this book because this was one of the books that I said that I feel like it really should be read not digitally, and so I kind of want to wait for it to come out in a trade and then kind of look at it. Then again, I'd also... So I couldn't really judge whether or not I like the first issue or not, so uh, I didn't want to buy it digitally again. And that's the way I get my uh, single issues this, these days. So, uh, Garrett and Alex, what do you think? Echo Lance. You know, I actually did read it digitally, and I did, like... What I did is, like, I turned my tablet to the side and read it the whole way, and, like, I didn't have any issues reading it, um, but, like, I did issue one, um, but I just found myself not really, like, after issue two, I was hoping to have a better grasp what the story's gonna be about, and, like, got through issue two, and I was just, like, the the cliffhanger happened, and I'm, like, nothing in this issue is pulling me to issue three. Um, I get it's kind of, like, a mix of, like, characters and, like, lots of cameos and all that. Uh, we're following Little Red and her friend Cor. But I, I honestly, like, the art was beautiful. The story just wasn't pulling me in, and so I just, like, did not enjoy issue two. 
see the things that like the art was fantastic. I agree. I don't hundred percent understand Little Red's story, but I understand that all these people are now trying to escape the vine chick who's apparently got some technology that she's sicking after these people. Hey, I, I love the panel work. The art was so, so good. Um, and I know that down the line it's going to pay off. Like I still remember when I read um, Batwoman from New... I think it was New 52. And it was the, like, the girl who cries or whatever, the woman who cries or whatever the sister's name was. I remember loving that issue and loving that book because it was just so so much more different than what I'm used to. Where, like, I read this and it reminds me of, of Hinderkin, which was about your, not fables, but your mythological slash fable characters uh, and how they kind of functioned and how they lived in the wild and blah, 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 blah. Um, I love this book. Like, I just, I, I don't think I could stop reading it just because I didn't understand. There's a lot of books I read and I don't know what the hell I just read. Rorschach? No, that's a poor choice because I hate that book. Um, but there's gotta, I mean, there's, there's other books I've read that I'm just like, oh, I don't know if I care for it as much, but man, it looks so good. And I am one of those people who actually, I enjoy a book that is, um, a weird read. Like to have a book where I have to read it sideways is honestly like super fun and reading it in person or reading it physically makes it that much more exciting. So for me, this is a 10 for the enjoyment I got out of reading it and for how it looked. I would give it a six based on content. Like, you know, I, I think I like to think of like, you know, this is pieces to a puzzle and like, yes, the art is a big piece, but so is the story. And when the story is so uninteresting and flat, then the art loses its shine and color for me. So six and I'm not getting issue three. Wow. Garrett, I, I held you to higher standards. Man. Um, making sense why you liked Rorschach so much, gosh. Well, like, issue one, I was like, okay, I'm following along. You got this girl and her friend Kor, and then they run in, like, they were kind of setting the mythology up with the villain and, like, the emperor dude. And then this issue, they're just like, fuck all that noise. Like, we'll show you the little viney chick chasing, and then we'll just go into all these tangents until, oh, look. Where there's a dragon, you know, and I'm just like, holy shit, still don't oh, barely right. know anything. And yeah, see, like, you didn't even remember. Like, I couldn't even remember. The, I, didn't remember the, I didn't even remember what the cliffhanger was. You said, yeah, there's a cliffhanger. Yeah. I thought, what the fuck was the cliffhanger? That's what I'm saying. Like, maybe this book will work better as a silent book. But, uh, yeah, not not great as an art and word combo. I, I did judge our main character, Red, for her dis- it wasn't even her decision. She was unconscious. When Kor told the little rat boy or whatever, uh, blow it up. Option nine. And he goes, you want me to do option nine? Yep. Burn it all. I'm pretty sure there's people still in that building after he gave the okay to burn the shit out of it. And blow it up. So Kor's a bad... I mean, these are all bad... Like, the thing is that they're bad guys, almost. You got a vampire. She's a thief. Um, God, what was the guy who had the gun? He was something... He's from old Chicago. Not the pizza place, but the actual place. Actual city. Um, so I'm pretty sure these are bad guys. Doing bad guy things. Monsters. Alright, look, so, uh, I'm actually at the old Chicago right now. Do you Speaking of which, I miss that place. Do you want a pepperoni pizza or something? 
Yes. All right, let's see. Yeah, uh, small pepperoni also. Small, right? Small, no. Oh. One of fucking large or medium, one of the two, not small. Extra large. Boom. Oh, I freaked Boy, out. Boy, was made for eating. I, fr- I freaked out, so I went the opposite way. I had the biggest one they had. No extra large left? What size is that? Alex, all they have left is uh, 18-wheeler wheel size. <laughs> 18 wheeler wheel size. They call it the 18. Deal. Yeah, he'll, Deal. He'll take that. It's not going to fit in my car, though. small family. Oh, I can take your truck? All right. It's not going to fit in my car, but they'll let me borrow their truck. So. Nice. There we go. The comic books that came out this week, but we have one more to talk about here, and it wasn't one that came out this week, but uh, we certainly read it. Uh, it's a little book uh, called uh, The Last of Us American Dreams. American Dreams? Yes. Uh, who's the by Garrett? Uh, Neil, well, Wednesday Comics League of Extraordinary Gentle People proudly presents uh, Last of Us American Dreams, written by Neil Druckmann with art by Faith Aaron Hicks. Second issue here, and the last one, Ellie and, um, God, what was Riley. it? Riley. Riley. Escape from their uh, safe little haven of where people are uh, kind of living military style, uh, or it is the military. And uh, they escaped, and uh, in this issue, travel to uh, an abandoned mall and meet up with somebody. Uh, what, what was, he, was he part of the Fireflies? Or who is he part with? So he's currently like on post with that encampment. Uh, so he's not a Firefly. Oh, but he's part uh, of the army. He's just in that right. post. Okay. Right. So Garrett, go ahead and explain. What, uh, what, what did they go there for? So, they're basically going to the mall because, well, Ellie doesn't really know anything, and Riley's just showing her around, and obviously Riley's done this before because she knows uh, this guy um, who they met in the mall who has a horse, um, and the guy will starts to teach Ellie how to ride a horse, and while he's doing that, uh, Riley is stealing this soldier guy's walkie-talkie so that she can locate the fireflies because... She wants to be a firefly. Um, and so, yeah, it's basically like you're kind of getting some of Ellie's um, awakening to this world. Like, you know, kind of just being a little nearsighted when it comes to, like, living in this universe. Because, I don't know, for some reason it seems like she doesn't like understand the rules, but it's like her first time kind of being on her own at this orphanage encampment. Mm-hmm. Um, she's just blindly following, you know, and I did find it funny in this issue. She, the guy was asking Ellie, like, Hey, what do you think of Riley? And she's like, I like her. Like at the end of last issue, she was like, I hate this, this girl. Like she's mean. Mm-hmm. So quick turn around, but yeah, that's kind of what happens this issue. But the right. So she, I'm, I'm, she rides a horse. I'm Go confused. Ahead. Cause I thought Riley and Ellie were closer to the same age. Like in the the Left Behind DLC, I thought they were both like twelve or thirteen. But well, she's a little we... older because she goes off on missions with the the group and stuff. Because Ellie gets left behind, she must not be old enough. Let's say Ellie's thirteen in this one, and she's sixteen. I don't know, it just surprised me because I thought they were closer in age, not so far behind, so far away from each other. I don't know. There's things like that that bothered me. And the the book looks fantastic. Like it's it's that nice cartoony story. 
but it is hard to believe how naive Ellie is compared to what she is in the game. And I realized my whole rung of knowledge is from the game, how hardened she is. This is weird to see a naive Ellie who doesn't know uh, her left hand from her right. Well, I think that's kind of coming. I think this is like her, her awakening in that sense. Cause like, you know, when we get to the left behind DLC, which Marvin, have you started that yet? Not yet. Gosh. I'm still upset um, that I had it already. You know, her and Riley are pretty close at that point, and this is like them at the first time in their relationship. Um, so I feel like it's a lot of like building for Ellie and over the next few years, um, or at least over this course of time before she takes off with Joel, that she kind of becomes the Ellie that we know, but she doesn't start off that way. She starts off pissed, uh, pissed off a uh, little girl who like doesn't have any like authoritative figures that like help her through her life. They always abandon her like the one guy did, the warden from the the bus. So. Uh I like the style they are too. It's very and I like this story. Uh, um I actually thought this was a part two or three. And so I was like, oh it's gonna probably wrap up pretty quickly. But two or four actually does seem uh a nicer fit for this issue. It's basically the last one we had establishing stuff, and this one it kind of has gives us the plot of what this miniseries is going to be about. And and Alex, to your point, I almost think that this because it's four issues, they're going to have to do it quickly, and who knows if it'll land or not. But I think it's going to show that this is the reason. Like she's naive now, but then something happens where she realizes she can't be this naive forever, and she changes her. Because even like she. Um, before they go meet up with this individual at the outpost, uh, she like sees a game and she like gets excited for this game, but and she's like, "Oh, people used to have it so great uh, back in the day when they could just play this and not worry about it." And she kind of like uh, daydreams people playing games and then shocks herself into reality. So I think she's still stuck wishing that things weren't like how they are. Uh, and then pretty soon she's going to ha- have a reality check, which will force her to live in the now, not the past. So I think the only thing is that, so did we establish this last week that this came out before the game or after the game? This is before the left behind DLC. Okay. Cause that's the only thing is that in the this DLC takes place literally if in the line of stories, this is the first thing to happen with last of us. Uh, yep. In terms of when the actual comic came out published, it did come out after the game, but it's a prequel. Okay, well, the only reason I, I question is that I that's what I thought. I thought the game got released first in September, this came out in late December, and then I don't remember when the Left Behind DLC came out, which is partially shared with this book, but I think they made Riley younger in the game, and the, the event the strong, that changes here. Ellie... This is what's hanging you up. The age, it might be different. No, but I'm Alex, saying that don't spoil it for Mark. You motherfucker! I know. I'm, I'm not. I'm just saying that. I mean, she talks about it prior. Let's see. I'm gonna. I'm re- just saying that the game is the game is better done than what this book is, and I'm struggling to get through the book and be like, yeah, this is really well written. All right, I got a timeline Where? for you. All right, the like the Last of Us in continuity timeline, 1985, September 26, Joel's born. All right, let's like let's move forward a little bit. Um, Eighty-five. He's born. He's only four years older than I am. Cool. Well, the game takes place. Um, 
19, I assume the game 20, took place in real time, no, 2013. 2033. Yeah, because there's a 20-year time jump. Yeah. Yeah, so 2013, then 2033 when we meet Ellie. Okay. Oh, uh, let's see here. But yeah. then there's another, like, five years between Last of Us 1 and... In part two, so yeah, twenty thirteen is when the game starts. It says here Sarah stays up to give him a new watch for his birthday. So it's like twenty forty? Jeez. Uh let's see here. Part uh, two, I'm thinking. Joel Boston. The events of Left Behind take place. Is that the DLC? Yep. That's summer of twenty thirty three. So let's see. Let me do a con uh control F here and look up American Dreams. You know what? I don't, I don't think it's on this timeline that I'm looking at. So, here we go. I got one. The entire Outbreak Day, Fireflies, Liberation, Ellie's upbringing. Oh, here's the comic book. Uh, Ellie was born in 2019. American Dreams prequel comic takes place. Oh, it takes the comic takes place months before the Left Behind, so it's not even a year; it's months. Okay. Yeah, I was gonna say because by the time you get to the Left Behind, like they, her and Riley have known each other for her a bit. So, anyways, I really enjoyed this issue. It was a strong nine for me. So, I really. Liked... I would also go ahead. Oh, go ahead. No, you go ahead. Keep going. I was just gonna say, reading this makes me want to go back and, and play the first one and the second one again. Marvin, this one should make you play the Left Behind I... DLC. It's so good. Listen, Such a great DLC. This Star Wars strategy game came out, and I've been playing the shit out of this thing. All right? I don't got time for fucking DLCs. I am on the RTS, all right? Ugh. All right. But yeah, I would agree with the nine, because like, I think this is giving some insight on like how Ellie and Riley's bond forms. And, like, I see some things in this that's kind of, like, leading up to the Ellie that we're going to know and love, like, you know, horses, like, you know, her learning how to ride a horse. She does that a lot, frequently in the video games. Um, and, yeah, so I, you know, even something from the DLC makes a cameo in this issue, besides Riley. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I had a lot of fun with it, and, like, I just love being in this world uh, pre part two because you know Last of Us is pretty heavy. Last of Us Part Two heavier, so it's kind of nice to see the the calm before the storm. It looks like the game. I go with the seven. The DLC it looks <laughs> like it's only uh three, almost three hours. So I'll play it. All right, do it, do it, do it. Here, uh, sorry, Alex, what were you saying? I said I gave it a seven. I mean, the age thing bothered me enough to deflect one point. One grade. Last of us, Riley age. Let's check this out. Riley. Uh, I went and Google stuff, man. <laughs> in American oh, Dreams, yeah. she's 15. And in the game, she's 16. Really? Okay, so a year. Well, or she just had a birthday. I say her birthday, she said it was like next week or something, so. Okay. Fifteen years old. How old? How old did you think she was in this? I thought she was thirteen, like Ellie. 
Nah, she's 15 and says. So, you know what? Bump up that score. Um, I'm just kidding. <laughs> what I'd say comics is the comics came out this week. Uh, fantastic. A uh, lot of them, except for uh, I'm here in Echo Lands, getting some mixed opinions. I got a 10 over here. I got a 6 over here. Who the fuck knows what's going on? Um, but as Alex said, uh, I'm sure it's exciting to look at. I just, I just need to see it in physical form. So I'm waiting on that baby. Uh, Wednesday Comics 605 at gmail.com. It's the email address. Send us an email, 605-215-1849. Send us a voicemail there. Go to WednesdayComics.com and click on the message button to leave us a voicemail. Also, subscribe to the show while you're there and then buy some merchandise while you're there. Nice. I saw a lot of nice merchandise. A uh, nice sweater. Uh, Alex, you wore that sweater all weekend. Looks nice. Um, uh, my wife was wearing one of the shirts. Looks nice. Um, and, uh, Garrett, your girlfriend was wearing, uh, uh, what do you call those shirts? Tank top. Um, yeah. Muscle shirt. Probably the old one though. I told her to burn those old logos. I'm just kidding. We, that's a different. What? That logo is fucking awesome. I know. I'm just kidding. That's a different season. So you can wear all seasons. So, uh, while you're on there, subscribe to the show, uh, any way you want it. Spotify, Google, play up. Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio. You know, I'm actually going to throw this out there because I've been toying with the idea of doing this. So on our anchor.fm, anchor uh, podcast provider, Jesus Christ, I can't think of what a podcast was called, even though I literally, I think I said it like five times. Um, It does have an option that it gives you like more tools to work with to make a show if you publish exclusively to Spotify, but it doesn't have it. It doesn't have a, it doesn't have to be a all or none type of thing. It could be specific episodes. Specific, so I'm thinking about doing extra episodes that might just be me uh, talking about something or doing something that I'll release on Spotify. Uh, so look out for that and subscribe via Spotify in order to uh, get those. Or you know what? You don't have to subscribe via Spotify. Just go every once in a while and go and check it out. Or go to Anchor. Go to WednesdayComics.com and you can actually listen to them directly on the website that way and they'll be on there too. So, um yeah, so I was going to bring it up because I like the idea that I like the idea of Spotify now has also this green room where you can just go live. Uh, I wonder if I can, I probably can do that for the actual show here. Um, but I don't know if green room is known enough. I guess I could tweet it out. People could show up live. So we probably would have to do it at a different time and not uh, close to midnight uh, if we wanted somebody else to listen. So uh, there you go. Go to Twitter at Wednesday Comics at. Garot2188 at Dave P. Keaton. And I did update it, Alex. Uh, at Marvin underscore Salguero. Um, you can also go to visit our sponsors, Roots of the Swamp Thing.com, your definitive source for all things Swamp Thing. I did see on his uh, on his um, Twitter that he was at uh, Supercon on Saturday, but we, must have, we didn't cross paths, Mr. John what? Boylan. So he was there with his uh, family. So. Oh, bummer. It would have been nice to he see He also been too long. looks different. Uh, I If I would have saw him, but he was wearing a mask, and he also, um, I want to say, like, the last time we saw him, he had really short hair, but he wasn't, like, bald. And I think he decided to shave it all off and, like, keep it, like, really smooth. And so I would have not known that was him. So, um Anyways, Mr. John Bowling was there, and this uh, he was there probably, I'm guessing, Alex, he was there trying to uh, sell his something as Killing the Children number one for $400 so he can publish another issue of his Holland Files number one. 
um, for somebody else to pick it up for 10 bucks. The man does not know finances. And uh, I need to speak with him. Uh, that's probably why he's a recluse, uh, Garrett. We haven't seen him for a while. The man's just hustling, trying to pay back these debts from mm-hmm. Holland Files. And he just, he, I don't know why he gives you guys such a good deal, but you should take advantage of it while you can. RootsOfSwampling.com. RambleComicsAndCars.com, as I mentioned earlier, the uh, comic book station for all your needs, uh, the pop station for all your needs, the Star Wars station for all your needs. We were talking about board games before. Uh, Thanos. Was that off the show or on the show? Off the show. Was it? Off the show. Uh, what was that game called, Garrett, you were playing? Thanos? Thanos Rising. Um, I'm sure they got that at the shop. If they don't, they probably can order it for you if you would like to. So, RambleComicsAndCards.com. Uh, go there. And uh, thank you, everybody, at Supercon 2021, uh, especially the uh, members of the Supercon staff. Uh, always, every year, fantastically run and uh, never have any issues with uh, anything that we want to do. You know what? This year, baby, this year felt like a return to form. I felt like I came back home, uh, really laid back. And uh, even though, actually, I I, I want to say, there, I think feel, I feel like there was more things this time uh, than years prior where I, like things were advanced to a stage where it's really impressive. Um, before, it feels like this is the first time where it's like, this is a big deal now. Uh, and I say that be- it's been growing every single year since, but for me at least, uh, the size of like the event hall floor and the gaming room uh, and everything going on, also probably just knowing a bunch of people, more people, and seeing them doing stuff there uh, made it seem like this was the place to be this weekend so or last weekend. So if you missed it, guess what? Next year, 2022. So well, you know the the weird thing is like so since Monday I have been like having not withdrawals from not going to the con, but just is like having Christmas and now I'm unsatisfied that I have to wait 360 days for SuperCon Retromania. But I just want more. I don't want to go anywhere. I just want it to be here in town. It's coming. Only 363 days. 62 days. I know. Mm-hmm. I know. Alex, let's though. do this then. You give me that Colossus, and then we can hack over the price, and and uh, you can pay me in <laughs> fake money, and we can act like it, it. We can recreate it. There was no haggling. I just was like, "Fuck yeah, I gotta buy it." It was funny because this is how uh, Alex uh, negotiates price. I won't even say haggle. Negotiates price. Uh, let's say it is one seventy five, Garrett. Uh, I'll give you 150 for those two. Uh, can you do uh, 170? Not too much for my blood. Fucking stops right away. Doesn't even go like. What about 160? 155. He, <laughs> he, you know, you get a second one, Alex. They'll go down again. Because the one thing is that if they don't so budge, when then I, you're when right. I haggle on uh, eBay, you know what? I already drop it to. You're asking 200. Here's 110. If you counter me with 195, fuck you. You're not here to play. <laughs> so because I, to, I heard one negotiation now where the guy cut half, like so. You said, let's say yeah, one seventy, and I think you opened up like it costs one seventy, and you're like one fifty, and he was like one sixty. Can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> and I just like was like thinking to myself, I'm like ten dollars away, man, from what you're asking for. At least do 155, and he goes, nah, 160 is my lowest. Then you'd be like, oh, okay. You got to keep pushing it, baby. 
Well, I did that with the, when I was trying to get my video games. There was my video game turtles and the uh, amiibo I wanted to get. All together would have been ninety. I asked herself, oh, "Would you be willing to do 60? She goes, "The best they can do is sixty-five out of that." Fuck you, bitch! Oh no! <laughs> Wait, sixty-five? <God>. Huh? <gasps> she went down to sixty-five. Yeah. So five dollars from what you were asking, and you said no. Yeah. Okay, oh. Alex. It was <laughs> ninety. It was ninety, and she went down to sixty-five for you. No, no, she was at seventy. Oh, you said ninety. She dropped it Did $5. you not say ninety? If I said ninety, it was seventy. Oh, you My said my game was forty. It was thirty. Seventy. I thought I you said, said together 60. it would have been ninety, and you said how about sixty, and she said sixty-five, and you said fuck off. <laughs> no, no. If she dropped the price <laughs> okay. to twenty-five dollars, yeah, I'd probably like, I okay, swear that's to God, deal. that's what you said. Uh, no, if I did, I apologize. It was seventy. I asked for sixty. All right, well. And she said 65, and you said no. Yep, said, I said, oh, that's fine. That was about the one she, game I actually she, need in my life, she, so I think can wait. She met <laughs> you in the middle, bro. I don't meet in the middle. Either go to what I want. <laughs> Alex. Or tough shit. Find you, someone else. You literally were only $10 away, and she gave you 50% off of what she was going to, and you said no. For the record, I only had sixty dollars in my pocket left that day. <laughs> oh my so. god! That's what you should have said, though. Say that should have been just like Pull I only got out. sixty. She wouldn't have cared. That that person that I'm talking about, she I, had I no care about. whatsoever. Yeah, I know who you're talking about because I bought some items for them. Uh, oh yeah, I bought that. I bought a Switch game from her and a couple uh, figures, uh, Mario figures that were in this dollar box that were like old. Um, but yeah, she didn't. I was like, she was just like, all right, twenty-seven dollars. And I was just like, all right. You know what it reminded me of, Garrett? Hey, the guy you have working back there, he needs a little joy in his life. Uh, Christmas joy. Christmas spirit. Mm-hmm. Yep. F- uh, welcome to Wednesday Comics. Ooh, wrong one. <laughs> Adios. My name is Marvin. I'm Alex. I'm Garrett. Hey, everyone, stay healthy and keep turning those pages.